Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. I am so glad that you tuned in because we have a great show today. Our guest today is Terrell Hagler, and he is very famous on Instagram. If you have an Instagram account and you haven't already added at Yafave Trashman, that's Y A F A V Trashman. Do yourself a favor, do that right now, because he is amazing. He is running for city council in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. But his backstory is very interesting and is perfectly aligned with some of the things that we talk about on Go Green Radio that have to do with litter and trash and recycling and sanitation and youth engagement. And I am so, so excited to welcome Terrell Hagler to the show. Welcome. So glad to have you. I'm really excited. You are someone that's to my own heart, and I feel like I'm going to be able to talk for hours about trash. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We are going to have a great conversation, and I know it's going to go by fast, but I would love to have you start by telling us why you joined the Philadelphia Sanitation Department just a few years ago. What did that job offer that your previous jobs did not Honestly, it was uh, a government job, a city job. I wanted a pension. I wanted health insurance. I have three children. Um, my assumption was that they made a good amount of money. Uh, you know, the average home in Philadelphia costs about $250,000. So I was like, hey, this is a, a way for me to be able to support my family and make ends meet and do a job that, you know, most people deem easy. So i I applied for the job in 2017, actually, and it mm. took me two years to get hired. I didn't get hired till 2019. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and so you worked in 2019, and then the next year, we all know what happened, the pandemic happened? hit. Right. <laughs> Tell us what that was right. like for you and your coworkers, and, and, and help our listeners understand what kind of working conditions you experienced as a sanitation worker during the pandemic? Yeah, no. Um, in Philadelphia, uh, we are one of the only big cities that still manually throws trash, which means that our residents put the trash on the ground, like there are trash bags on the ground. So imagine mm. with everybody being home and 40% more trash bags, uh, you went from a normal house having to like two to three trash bags to having like seven to nine. Wow. Every single house household so our trucks were getting full faster we were just so overwhelmed with work and that we didn't have the proper ppe there were 400 sanitation workers caught covid and had to quarantine at one time oh my god outbreak i mean it was just really 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 bad um and then i then i felt like we we weren't being supported by the higher-ups you know they were giving us napkins as uh, mask and we didn't have proper gloves and we didn't have cleaning supplies to clean out the trucks to make sure that we weren't transferring, you know, COVID from one person to the next. So it was, was really hard. And then again, we were four, four days behind. So if it was Friday, we were actually on Tuesday's route. So the trash just kept piling up and piling up and piling up. And it was a really dark time here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and during, the summer months, you know, I can't imagine how 
hot it must have been, how, you know, just the, the heat alone doing that kind of work. I mean, there are a lot of communities in America where, you know, trash trucks have like mechanical arms that, you know, grab onto mm-hmm. people's trash cans and dump it. So, you know, it really collecting trash is, is, a, is a driver and a truck, and that's what it takes. But you're saying that you guys, that, that that's not how it works. I mean, people just put their trash on the ground, and you guys have to physically lift it into the truck. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. There's mm. no tippers. There's no standardized trash cans. There's no nothing. So we are literally, and I mean, again, if the trash bag has like 75 pounds, we are lifting it off the curb, walking it to the truck, and then, you know, throwing it over the lip of the truck. And imagine mm-hmm. doing that for from seven to three and having about mm, 55 houses. Holy moly. And then, you know, this trash during COVID is going to be filled with, you know, tissues and other things everything 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 everything. you know there there wasn't a lot of great communication from the streets department to the residents on how to make you know we like here in philadelphia we don't compost you know uh so like i mean literally Uh everything was in the trash so no wonder so many sanitation workers caught covid because without ppe I mean, you are touching very contaminated stuff. And I know that, you know, around the same time, you know, Philly started to have some real problems with its solid waste management and actually made national headlines because I found out about it. I live out here in California. So tell us what was happening with Philly's trash at the time and, and how that impacted you on, and your core workers on a personal level. Kind of give us the, the, the macro, you know, level of the situation, but then tell us how it impacted you. Yeah, no, um, residents were pissed off. Residents mm-hmm. wanted answers. Residents wanted communication. And what ended up happening is because they didn't know who to take it out on, who's the person you see? Your sanitation mm. worker. So mm. we sanitation workers were getting threatened. They were getting into fights. They were getting into arguments. I even had a gun pulled out on me <gasps> on the route oh my over gosh. styrofoam. Over oh styrofoam, because I was gosh. on a recycle truck, and the resident didn't know that styrofoam wasn't recyclable. And he had so much of it. He was so frustrated. He was so tired. He, like, forced us to take the styrofoam. Like, that's oh. how bad it got. Wow. Wow. That's, so that is unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. And, and how, how and did you and your coworkers deal with this? It, it killed morale. It killed morale. We didn't want to go to work. People were calling out, you know, using their sick days, using their vacation. Like, it was just, you didn't want to come to work. And so, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I started the Instagram, because I just was like, we have to figure out a way to to, to galvanize our city. And, and, you know, I didn't know, you know, the other side of being a sanitation worker until I became one, how people mm-hmm. deem us failed experiments at life. They don't respect us. They think our job is so easy and like all these things. And then actually doing the work, it actually takes a lot of skill sets and it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of determination. It takes a lot of consistency to consistently wake up, get to work and walk 12 miles a day on purpose in wow. the middle of a pandemic takes a different type of, you know, attribute, you know, for a person. So um, I just wanted to highlight that and, and, you know, and 
cheer my coworkers up at the time and make and let them under, make them understand that I supported them and I saw them as human beings and that I wanted my city to see us as human beings. I love that. And so I want you to talk about that because you started an Instagram account and it really helped to bridge the gap between what the public didn't know and your very human team of sanitation workers. And I'd love for you to talk to us about the kinds of things you were sharing with the public and how did they respond? Yeah, so I started the Instagram and it was, again, solely to highlight how important sanitation workers are. Like, if we don't do our job, your trash doesn't get picked up, the city gets sick. And the response to Philadelphia blew my mind. When I started mm-hmm. posting and I started sharing pictures, and I'm like, just another Tuesday at work, but you <laughs> see I open up a can and there's a family of possums eating the trash. <laughs> you know? Gosh. And it, <laughs> yeah, so it kind of brought into perspective for residents what we actually go through and how we are not supported. So then I had an idea of creating a T-shirt. So I created a T-shirt and I was like, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, in church and when the church wanted to do something to raise money, they sold a T-shirt or they did a fish fry. So I couldn't (laughs) do a fish fry (laughs) at work. So I I designed this great T-shirt. And I just asked residents to buy the T-shirt and to support sanitation workers so that we could get cleaning supplies and gloves and masks. And, I mean, again, I did not expect it to go national, to go viral like that. I mean, I ended up on David Muir and the Kelly Clarkson show and Good Morning America and on the mm-hmm. front news of the Philadelphia Enquirer. And, mm-hmm. and, and I ended up selling 2,022 T-shirts oh my and gosh. raising 40 $40,000 in four weeks. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. And then you were able to use that to get PPE for your coworkers. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so there's a, there's a video on my Instagram of the truck unloading at the yard and just you're seeing just pallets of cleaning supplies and masks. And I mean, everybody was just so happy. But what it did was it, it put us on a national platform and we and everybody started reaching out about how as a sanitation worker in their city things are changing like residents started putting out Gatorade in the summer snacks Dunkin Donut gift cards in the winter for coffee and hot chocolate like there was a whole shift in respect for sanitation workers I I have people that still tell me that you know they, they give their sanitation workers snacks and the kids come out and they let the kids throw in the trash and now <laughs> it's, a, it's a more conducive environment now for, for between residents and the sanitation workers I love that so much I mean how you use social media to humanize what was going on and to educate the public on what was going on I, I, I think that's amazing and you know you mentioned early on that you have three adorable children they are so cute I saw a couple of pictures of them when I was doing my oh, research for you. the show <laughs> they are adorable and you wrote a children's book based on your own children's perception called I'm cool too and I would love for you to tell us about the book and and, and how you're using book sales to benefit schools in Philly. Yeah, so when I first started working, my kids were like, oh, you're so corny. Like, don't pick me up from <laughs> school in your uniform. Make sure you park around the corner. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 guys. Like, wait a minute. Like, I'm cool. So, like, my kids were telling people that I was a 
uh, a, um, a police officer or an airplane pilot, a karate teacher. Like they refused to tell anybody that I was a sanitation worker. So I sat them down. I explained to them why my job was you know, important and what I do on a daily and those things. And they was like, oh, yeah, your job is cool. So I saw a light bulb go off and I was like, you know what? If I can do it for my three kids, I can do it for everybody. So um, I, 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 uh, and then at the same time, a, a woman named Paris and her company Empowered reached out to me and she helped me project manage my book. And I wrote my book and she helped me get the Kickstarter uh, up online and and so we did, we went through the whole process and the book was published. And then I decided I wanted to use that as a way to raise money for our school district. Philadelphia school district is really struggling. So mm-hmm. $5 of every purchase from, of my book goes to the Philadelphia school district. So the goal is to raise a million dollars for the school district. So, so far I've sold 1,600 copies. And the goal is to sell 200,000 copies of the book so that I can get a million dollars and then I can directly give each school in our school district a check of $4,500, you know? And then I started I trying that. to get corporations involved. And I told corporations and businesses like, hey, you know, buy 100 copies of my book um, and donate them to a school or library of your choice. And when a company does that, they get a trophy from me with, the, you know, one of the 100 and they get like, yeah. social, you know, I'm an inf- I get my influencer. So then I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll uh, be an influencer for them for a day and I'll, and I'll push I whatever it. they want me to push on all my social media platforms. And so it's like a give and take. It's like, you know, a little, but I That's mean, a partnership. 100 books. That's the partnership. Yeah, so. That's right. I I love it, Terrell. That is so cool. Thank you so much. You bet. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we have so much more to talk about with Terrell Hagler. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice 
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. If you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Terrell Hagler, and he is running for city council in Philadelphia. But his backstory is super cool. He worked as a sanitation department worker during the pandemic, and he just told us in the last segment what that was like. And now we're going to talk about the next phase of his life, more recent, some of the things that he's been doing. And I'm excited to share that with you. So, Terrell, I'd love for you to talk to us about what made you decide to resign from the sanitation department? Yeah. So um, as an advocate for sanitation workers, it was hard. Like the social media had grew to about, you know, 10,000, 15,000. And it was just really hard to um, do both at the same time. And then I just decided that if I really wanted to be an advocate and to really shift things, I had to like, you know, get out there and really push it. And so I resigned February 9th, 2021. Um, but at the same time, I had just discovered in January, my love for community cleanups and organizing and doing events. Um, you know, my people don't know, my first profession was theater. I'm a classically trained dancer in ballet, hip-hop, jazz, modern, West African, and tap. So I've been wow. around theater my whole life. Um, I, I made Spider-Man on Broadway um, as a 19-year-old. Um, I can't oh sing, God. though, so I didn't do the show. <laughs> but um, I really fell in love with organizing, and um, I love to have fun. So at my cleanups, we had DJs, we had food, we had all these types of things going on, and um, the cleanups were really impactful. We were picking up like 10 tons at a time in really, really bad parts of Philadelphia. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So I started organizing more cleanups. I started a nonprofit. So my, I started doing a nonprofit work and got into expungement clinics and, and job fairs for at-risk youth and just all types of things. And I just was like, I want to do community investment. But community investment with the emphasis on putting the beautification of Philadelphia as a priority. And I think all of our issues start with the trash. We have to clean up the trash and the litter and eradicate illegal dumping and all these things have to happen and then it can trickle over to education and homelessness and taxes and workforce development and real estate and all those things could be an effect of cleaning our city first. And so that's what I'm doing now and that's why I'm I'm running for city council and that's why I'm still organizing neighborhood cleanups, and that's why I'm still pushing the children's book for education and just all the things that have to do with making sure that communities will never go back to being how they were. Like, I, I need every single zip code in Philadelphia first and then the country worldwide to get better. You know, Terrell, there are so many cities and even suburban areas as well that are dealing with illegal dumping. And there, there's 
for every city or every community that's dealing with this, there's a different solution. There's so many different things that you know, municipalities have tried, but honestly, I've never seen anything like your approach. I was reading one of the articles, and and I love your website, by the way. I want to plug it a little bit. It's oh, Yafave Trashman, <laughs> Yafave Trashman.com. That's Y-A-F-A-V Trashman.com. And if you go to the press page, this is where I just geeked out for about three hours, reading all of the articles and watching all of the things that you've done. And One of the things that I thought was so cool about your community cleanup events is, you know, some of the people that were involved. A lot of times when communities deal with illegal dumping, you know, it's all adults. You've got kids there. You're giving out food. Tell us a little bit more about who is involved in one of these community cleanups and and why you've chosen that particular model. Well, you can't say community and not include everybody, right? So that's like my my ideology is that everybody has to be involved. Um, I think about uh, the community as a three-point triangle. You have the residents, you have local government, and then you have the municipal that serves those residents. And for me, it's connecting those three points and always making a complete triangle in anything that I do. So when I do these cleanups, I invite elected officials out to, to clean, to talk, to, you know, to be with constituents. I invite residents out to take pride in their own neighborhood. And I invite the municipal out to see if we can do a third-party partnership and keep this going so that I could be an aid to, you know, all the things that they may fall short on. And that's what brings me joy. And when all, when I make a complete triangle and everybody's happy and everybody's grooving and, you know, there's some videos of everybody just laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you know, I have like a fourth point, like maybe in the middle where we make a prism is corporations and businesses. You know, mm-hmm. some of the people I've worked with have been uh, Subaru, Jack Daniels, Tito's, Temple, um, University of Penn, GoPub, Garble Grabber. Um, I mean, the uh, Philadelphia Union, RTS, Waste Expo, like so many different corporations and businesses really see the importance of making sure that the community that their constituents or that their customers are in is conducive for a peaceful environment. Um, Pennsylvania Horticultural Society, Yards Brewery, sorry, just so many people I've worked with and then elected officials, everyone from a ward leader to congressman to senator to state rep to city council. I even was a special invite at the White House. So now it's raising the awareness of what and how we get communities clean, better, funded, you know, all those things everybody has a stake in. And if we can bring it all together in a nice, chill event where we're impacting the community or we're planting trees or we're making green space or we're picking up litter or we're doing a symposium or we're doing an expungement clinic or a job fair or a food drive or something like that or we're doing a book reading for the children all of that together is an impact and everybody leaves different i never want anybody to leave my events the same way they came you know i get dms all the time oh i found my realtor at your cleanup or (laughs) hey i met a i met a woman at your cleanup back in March, and now we've been dating for six months. And I'm just like, this is, <laughs> this is how you create, this is how you create community in a safe, fun, impactful way. So that's well, my whole goal. That's why um, I love doing what I do. 
And what I, I mean, I'm going to just throw in my own two cents here, but, you know, I've been watching um, government happen at the local, state, and federal level for most of my 53 years on the planet. And what you're describing is a way to bring joy um, to public service and to give everybody a way to plug in. Sometimes people feel so disconnected, like how can I possibly make a difference? And you are providing the platform for that. And if that's not a skill set we want in elected officials, then I just don't know what we're doing because um, it sounds like what you're doing is the same kind of thing that a city council member is going to have to do to solve public policy problems, bring all those same yeah. stakeholders together. Yeah. So I and love that's my that. Goal. My goal is my goal is to think outside the box, bring outside resources. Like you know, me and you both have a mutual friend in Heidi, mm-hmm. and you know, just talking to Heidi gives me so much energy. And she's in California, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm like, how do we meet in the middle in Texas somewhere? Like, how do we <laughs> affect the whole entire country? You know, like um, you know, like um, I, there's uh, uh the, the treasurer of California, Fiona, Fiona May. Um, we're yes. trying to do a TikTok. We're trying to do a TikTok challenge. Like we're fundraising right now for a TikTok challenge, where we want to have kids doing songs and dances and raps around recycling, and then have oh a, a a prize for their schools for the I winner. Totally on social media. Totally on um on uh, on TikTok. You know, and again with Heidi. Heidi just got helped with an amazing bill in California called SB fifty four. And I think I mean it's transformative on what that bill does. So I'm just trying to figure out how I use my platform on the East Coast to get them excited about the bill on the West Coast and then maybe get somebody to write a formula bill. And it's just like we're creating community across the country, just getting people excited about things that we should like already be doing so like that's why i commend people like heidi and yourself who've been in the fight you know i can tell everybody all the time i'm a baby in this space like i've only been <laughs> doing this for two and a for two and a half years i just happen to have a really loud cry right <laughs> but that's why i cling to people like heidi and i cling to people like you and my friend rachel um, that's in um, Connecticut, and Rena, who's in Denver, and my friend Allison Orr, who's in Austin, Texas. And, like, I'm, I'm able to connect with all these different people around the country, and all of us have the same goal is to come together and just make this this world a better place, but a greener space and, you know, you know, rejuvenizing mother earth and giving back to her and you know uh, like waste expo has been amazing liz bothwell has been amazing and just making all these connections to people and then being like all right you know let's make a gumbo right you take your idea i take my good idea you take your good idea let's put them all in one pot now we just got a gumbo pot of good ideas that we can all act on um and just just change the world I love that analogy because we can use that gumbo to feed and nourish the world around us. And so I think, yeah. you know, I've known Heidi for a long time and some of the others that you mentioned, and this is the name of the game, collaboration, whether it's at the local mm-hmm. level, at the neighborhood, just like you've been doing, or all the way up to, you know, a, a much bigger scale. It really is about relationships with people and you get that. So I have every confidence 
that you're going to be successful and you're going to be, you already are an asset to the movement and that you will continue to be an asset to the movement to make the world a more just and equitable and sustainable place. And I'm really excited to have you you on the show. We're going to take a a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Terrell about his views on public policy, his run for city council, and how all of the things that we just talked about with his background in sanitation and illegal dumping and how that has impacted his views and his uh, perspective on public policy. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. I am just so glad that you tuned in. And if you just joined us, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Terrell Hagler. He's also known as your fave trash man on Instagram. He is an Insta-famous guy. Um, and so you want to check him out. But his background um, as a sanitation worker in Philadelphia 
during the pandemic is pretty remarkable. We've been talking about that. And now he's running for city council. So we're going to talk about his views on public policy and um, kind of where he's at and how his backstory has shaped his views in this uh, segment of the show. Um, Terrell, I'm, I'm just so excited that you've been well-trained. You know, um, you've done so much amazing work in the past couple of years. You've earned the attention of President Biden. You know, you mentioned being on Good Morning America, the Kelly Clarkson show, uh, ABC World News Tonight with David Muir. And now you're finally ready for the pinnacle. Go Green Radio. So welcome to the top, my friend. I've made it. I've finally made it. (laughs) No, I'm so impressed. You were actually featured in one of President Biden's campaign ads. Uh, You weren't just featured. You were the star. Um, And you've been invited to the White House, as we mentioned. Um, Talk to us about what it was like for you to gain that kind of attention from the top elected official in the nation. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it was so surreal. Um, Again, to give you a quick timeline, my first post was June 17, 2020. I was on the Kelly Clarkson show by September of the same year. Wow. Um, I did the commercial for Biden December of the same year. So less than six months, I was catapulting all over the place, national, um, even international. I even like did some some stuff like uh, with a Greece uh, newspaper and stuff. Just it was just wow. Um, just a whirlwind, but to do that commercial, um, and, and to had get phone calls from my friends who live in Atlanta and saying they're playing my commercial during the Hawks game or, you know, my, <laughs> some friends in Arizona and stuff, you know, so I, I like to joke all the time and say, if I ever got to talk to President Biden, like one-on-one, I would let him know that he did not flip Georgia by himself. you played a big role i love it (laughs) i played a huge role um but it um it goes to the it goes down to the fact that uh no platform is too big and no platform is too small to hear my message Mm -hmm. and i think my message resonates with every single type of person you know um i told you my first profession was dance but from Mm -hmm. the age of 22 to 30 i had 19 different jobs while Mm -hmm. raising three children and um, I'm recently divorced for like the last three, four years. So I've, I lost my mother November 1st, 2020. So like there's been a lot of ups and downs on the journey, but Mm -hmm. one thing that I I, I stay consistent with is knowing that um, this journey that I'm on may not be for me like this, everything that I'm going through may be for me to tell the story of what I'm going through and it ignites a change maker in the younger generation. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of things that I do is I, I, my, my mother was like, you know, the rock of the family, like she was the glue and uh, she was literally my best friend. Like my mother knew oh. everything. I knew everything. And my mom lived her life by quote, anytime that there was something wrong, something going on, you know, just, you needed a, a, a quick pick me up. You know, she always had the right quote. And one of my favorite quotes of my mom that she used to say all the time when things were really rough or I wasn't happy or things were getting tough at one of my jobs, she would always say, you got to remember that this is your right now. This isn't your forever. And you have Mm -hmm. the ability to navigate and dictate what your future looks like. And so with that being in, in mind, when I started the Instagram and things started growing and I was like, I'm, I'm going to just keep navigating my success. 
I'm going to keep dictating my future. I'm going to keep, I'm going to take control. I'm going to take control and I'm going to keep pushing the message that community matters. You know, environmental justice is real. Like we, and I just mm-hmm. kept going. Like, and I just, I just stood on those principles, and it, it, it's really carried me to running for city council here in Philadelphia, and and having close to thirty four thousand followers on Instagram, and being able to organize eighty seven cleanups and pick up close to five hundred tons of trash in my city over the last two and a half years, right? Standing on those principles of knowing that, you know, that tomorrow will be a better day. And um, another quote that she always used to say is that people in better positions make better decisions. And mm. so when I think about the position I want my city to be in and the position I want the next generation to be in, we have to put them in better environment so that yes. they can make better decisions. You know what I mean? I love that. Like, I we do. Can't keep, we can't, I love that. Yeah, we can't keep handing down the same problems. We can't cure cancer because we can't stop, figure out homelessness. You know, if we figured out right. homelessness, the next generation may be able to figure out cancer. We're just handing down the same issues. So I'm ready to solve some of these, you know, generational issues and, 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 and alleviate the next generation of them and let them figure out a new problem. Well, let me just say, Terrell, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, It sounds like your mother was a wise and wonderful woman. And let me just say, her legacy lives on in you. What a great job she did raising such a passionate and community-focused public servant like yourself. So um, I think that's really cool. I want to ask you how your experiences working with so many neighborhoods in Philly shaped your views on public policy. What are some of the things you think Philadelphia is getting right? And what are some of the things you think the city government could do better? Okay, I'll start with the latter. Um, I think that we're so focused on legislation that we're forgetting again about what really helps the community, which are programs and resources. I feel like local government here in Philadelphia doesn't have enough resources. There's, we've we've kind of gotten into a space where there, there aren't too many um, community centers, there aren't too many um, places where someone who needs help can go and get answers. So as, a, as an elected official, as a candidate for city council, want to create a space, how I've created a space for people to come together and clean. I want to create a space and local government where people can come together and feel like they can get help, feel like they're heard, feel like they're seen, feel like, you know, their results um, will, will be tangible. And I have a, uh, an analogy that I say is that if Amazon doesn't deliver our boxes in two days, we're calling, we're, re- we're you know, we're, you know, refusing <laughs> the, the payment, we're getting our reimbursement. But if local, if your local official doesn't answer your email or your call in three weeks, we're like, oh, that's what they do. Like, no, that's unnormalized normal, right? Wow, let's make that's it such a good analogy. Your, yeah, let's let's make it normal for your elected official to get back to you in forty-eight hours. So, I feel like customer service. We've lost the customer service aspect of local government, and I want to bring that mm-hmm. back. I want people to be able to call my office or email my office and. Even if I don't give you the answer right away, you get a response saying you are seen, you are heard, it is received. Thank you for reaching out. We're working on it. We'll get it. And we'll, when we get an answer, we reach out to you. And we have people that are directly working on that issue so that maybe a week, seven days, you're getting an answer 
versus six months. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, and then we build that trust again. You know, we don't, yeah. there's no trust. Um, but what I will say Philadelphia is doing right is we're thinking outside the box. We're trying to be innovative. We're coming together and we're really trying to solve some issues that are alien or silly. You know, the number one issue in our city is public safety. Number two. Public safety for trash. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And number two yeah. is trash. Number three is like workforce development and taxes and jobs. And then number four would be education. And so, Absolutely. You know. Another another thing my mom always did was... You know what, Terrell, you know, I, I want to give you a chance to really, really dive into this. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to give you plenty of time to, to tell us more about that, because I think it's really important that we hear you out. So let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we're talking with Terrell Hegler, and he is a candidate for Philadelphia City Council. And before we took a break, Terrell, you were talking about some of your top priorities. I believe you had four. And I want to give you a chance to reiterate that and tell us a little bit more about what you'll do and some of your priorities if you're elected to Philadelphia City Council. Yeah, sure. So one is public safety, two is trash, three is workforce development and resources, and fourth, education. And I think um, all of the things are connected. Um, and so what I want to do is not try to solve them separately, but solve them all together, you know. Uh, take this analogy. If you have a cup of water and you have mm-hmm. an empty cup and a full cup and you want to get the full cup into the empty cup, what's more 
you know, what's, what's better, to dump the whole cup altogether or to pinch the water and, like, transfer it? And I feel like trying to solve one issue at a time is just pinching water into a cup. Let's take mm-hmm. all the issues together and fill the empty cup. So by addressing trash, we can address, you know, homelessness and education. Because once we remove the trash, businesses will start coming into that neighborhood mm-hmm. and start investing in that neighborhood. And then the school district gets more funding from the taxes that are being, like, you know what I'm saying? So it becomes like I a do. snowball effect. When you talk about public safety, once you pick up the trash and start planting trees and creating green spaces and developing abandoned homes and fixing abandoned lots, it's already been proven that greening an area and cleaning and fixing up abandoned homes reduces crime by 30%. Yes, it does. So these yes, are studies does. that have already been done. We just got to execute them. So those are like, like so one my, my biggest idea I want to do in Philadelphia is create an illegal dump task force. I just want to create a task force that is solely committed to picking up illegal dumps, ticketing violators, putting up cameras, having a monitoring team, but most importantly, having a brooms team where just like we clean business corridors, you have a brooms team that will go sweep down residential blocks and clean up the storm, wave, storm drain so that litter isn't getting to the riverways. And now residents are getting used to seeing their box clean versus dirty and it's just their perspective but we're giving jobs to at-risk youth returning citizens college kids all of the things you know that you know that we want to fill the gaps in all around trash and now our city is cleaner our city is safer our schools have more funding by fixing up the houses we're increasing um the amount of houses we have so homeless homelessness is being addressed like all of the things start to go together you know what, Terrell, I, as, as someone a little bit older than you by a smidge, <laughs> I just want to say, don't let anybody jade you. There are going to be people who are going to tell you that what you're suggesting can't be done. Don't believe them. Believe your gut and trust your gut um, because your vision is something that could be accomplished. And it's not easy. No one's going to kid you. It's not easy, but it can be done with that exuberance and that enthusiasm and can-do attitude. Too many people in local government have kind of given up on this vision because things are hard and because it takes a lot of partnerships and collaboration and compromise sometimes. But don't ever lose that vision. I I, I really love that. Now, you're working uh, to be elected as a city council member at large. How does that differ from running like in a district? What do you what's going to be different about your campaign? And tell us more about that. So at large means uh, I won't have a certain district to be responsible for. I'm kind of responsible for the whole city. But what it does, it, it lets me use the skill sets that I already have. So I've already worked with almost every elected official here in the city as your fave trash man. So at large, I can still work with them, but also suggesting legislation, suggesting resources, suggesting programs, getting into community, but freely being able to move around and not have to worry about just one district. So I think that's Mm -hmm. why at large works better for me when we talk about collaborating. But also, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of resources as your fave trash man from outside the city that can come in and affect the city as a whole and not just the district. So... Um, I just feel at large is the, is the better position for me, for me to be able to move around and talk to everybody and anybody, but also affect Philadelphia, the whole entire city on a larger scale. 
I think that sounds like a wise choice on your part. Um, Terrell, you're face-to-face with the refuse of your community. You see what people buy and discard. How has that influenced your thoughts on sustainability and and what we buy and what we throw away? Give us your perspective on that. It has shifted it in so many different ways to the point where I'm like, all right, can I go zero waste at home? <laughs> you know, <can laughs> I, you know, it's just, and, and it's, and, and then it's like with the problems that arise, I write them down because I'm like, if I'm going through this, then I know someone else is going through this. And then I know the city is going through this. So like, how do we solve these problems together? But we, we do have to move into a more sustainable way. Our landfills are getting too full. The incineraries are, you know, Philadelphia has like the third worst air pollution in the country. Like, uh, you know, I brought up my mother. My mother died of an asthma attack. She had an asthma attack that called cardiac arrest. So I take the air pollution. I take asthma. I take all of these things very serious in my city. And just being on the front lines, being in communities, going to supermarkets, going, seeing how things are packaged, how, you know, all those things matter. And again, I bring Heidi up because her, the SB 54 packaging mm-hmm. bill is something transformative that if we can just sweep it across the country and get people to have, you, you know, they, we are in, a, in an area where there is it's profit over people. People yeah. are just worried about profit. Mm-hmm. And so... We have to figure out how to get people over profit, but still make profit, if that makes sure. sense. It we does make sense. Make money. Yeah, we want people to make money. We want them to have the American dream, but we also want it to be in a sustainable way where um, the earth isn't suffering. Right. And I think, you know, that's the crux of sustainability, the ability for this generation to thrive without um, inhibiting or hampering the ability of future generations to thrive. And we're not there. I mean, some of the things that we're doing now to keep our economy going could be extremely damaging, will be extremely damaging to the economy of future generations. Yeah. Um, No question. Speaking of future generations, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I came up with a little quote a few years ago that kind of drives my motivation for the Go Green Initiative, the nonprofit that I have to work with schools. And it goes like this. Um, It's not enough to prepare our children for the future. We must prepare the future for our children. And I saw a quote in one of the many articles that have been written about you where you said something to the effect of, you know, people keep saying that it's the next generation that will save the planet, but you want to make those changes so your kids don't have to. And I want you to talk to us about your vision for our children's future and what each of us can be doing today to bring that vision to fruition. Yeah. um, Like I said a little bit earlier that um, our I have a, an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 6-year-old. And if I want my 6-year-old to grow up and cure lupus, she has to have the attention and the ability to. But if she's still dealing with climate issues and public safety and racism and gun violence, the things that we've been dealing with for 50, 60 years, um, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able, she's not going to be able to focus on sickle cell or lupus or cancer or asthma, or any of those things. So I want to start solving these issues now. 
Let's start mm-hmm. solving these issues now. And then once we start um, fixing these issues, we then allow the younger generation to focus on a different issue. I love that. So that's my point. thought process <laughs> is that they deserve, yeah. they deserve to inherit the best version of whatever city. Like, my children deserve to inherit the best version of Philadelphia possible, not the worst. And then they, then they got it. Then the generation after them inherits a little bit better. No, let's get Philadelphia to the best version of itself and then have the younger generation inherit it and improve upon it. Mm-hmm. I have a strong feeling, Terrell, that we are going to be watching what you do in Philadelphia for the next few years, maybe even just a, a small amount of time before you catapult to the next level. But I think you are creating some replicable templates for other communities who are suffering from the same ills and people who want the same thing. And so I I think this is really, really an important vision that, frankly, I'm thrilled to death that I've been able to bring to our Go Green Radio listeners. You know, Terrell, we have a lot of... I I just wanted to say thank you for having me Um, and that... I'm so glad that Heidi put us in um, contact and, you know, I did some research on your show too. And just your consistency and and your determination to to keep the message going, you know, paves the way for somebody like me to come behind you. And, you know, while you, you, you opened up the door, I'm running through it with a blow horn. That's right. You go. (laughs) We're just going to keep drumming the drum until everybody you know, I, I have a we I have a little we have a little campaign here in Philadelphia where we just we want you we want everybody to say yes to a clean Philadelphia, and I yeah. think the next thing is that we 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 get everybody to say yes to a clean country, then yes to a clean world, and it's it's, it's radio shows and, and platforms like yours that help push that narrative. So I just wanted to give you your flowers too because you're <laughs> important. You. We're we're all important in this process. Well, thank you so much. You know, Terrell, we have a lot of young people who listen to our show, and many of them would love to make a difference the way you are and the way you will. And in the final moments that we have left in the show, I would love for you to give those young people um, some advice. Um, They're trying to find their role in creating a more just and sustainable world. What advice do you have for them? I would say that um, my number one thing is that no matter what, I'm going to be transparent, I'm going to be authentic, and I'm going to stand on my morals. And anything and everything around environmental justice, sustainability, sustainable packaging, engineering, recycling, if you stick to, the, to, the, to being transparent, because people love transparency, and you can just mm-hmm. talk to folks. You don't have to make it so sciencey. You don't have to make it hard. Um, just, just be transparent, be authentic, be yourself. And at the end of the day, bet on you. I had to choose whether to stay with sanitation or bet on me. Like the, there is power in one. I know there's strength in numbers, but I say there's strength in numbers, but there's power in one. And one person can shift. I, I'm a, I'm in, I'm the evidence, you know, we're going to, we're going to do some forensics. I'm the evidence that one person can shift and create a movement and galvanize and organize. And the three things I always say that I will do as your fave trash man is educate, advocate, and integrate. I'm going to educate the public. 
I'm going to advocate for the less, for, or not for the less, but for the, for the disinvested in and for people mm-hmm. who deem themselves not worthy. And I'm going to integrate everybody, all points of my triangle, to do it together. And, and well if, if, if that helps anybody, um, the last thing Thank I would you. say is that impact is impact. You know, that's what my mom would say. You don't yep. have to do grandular things to create impact. The small Thank you, Terrell. They sure do. still measure that impact. So I love that, it. That's, Terrell, that's what I would say. Thank you so much for being on Go Green Radio. You are such an inspiration. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us. We'll be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Till then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.